It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. This is the second hour of Priority Talk Radio with Greg Davis. I'm Nate Williams. Greg Davis had to scoot out for this second hour, and so it'll be me and you talking as we uh, as we do. And we have a great lineup for this second hour. I'll be talking about these negative emotions that... We we have, and sometimes as Christians, we don't know what to do with, right? Uh, I put negative kind of in air quotes, sadness and anger and, and things like that. So we're going to be talking about that. What do we do with those feelings as Christians? And then at 6.30, I will be talking to Angel Murchison about her book, Secret Shame, Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion. So that's going to be a great conversation. But anyways, anger and sadness. Sometimes, I don't know if uh, y'all have heard of this. I knew I grew up a little bit in a household that was like this. You, you feel sad and you hear from whether it's your church or family, just like, why are you sad? You are so blessed. You shouldn't be sad. What is there to be sad about? And you kind of get this feeling that as Christians, we should be happy, smiley, all the time and you you don't want to feel sad because God has blessed you so much and you have it so much better than others around the world so if you feel sad you're ungrateful or maybe you were listening to the first hour of the show with Greg Davis and myself where we talked about Minnesota's radical new abortion law and it makes you angry you're like oh my goodness how could there how could we allow abortions up to birth that's wild. That's insane. And it makes you angry. But then you're thinking, uh-oh, anger. That's a very strong emotion. Uh, how, 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 should, how should we handle these things? Are we allowed to, as Christians, feel angry or feel sad? Or should we just be happy, smiley Christians all the time? And so I'm going to read a, a passage in Ephesians from Paul. Uh, Ephesians 4 starting in verse 25. Therefore, having laid aside falsehood, each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on the cause of your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. And then Paul goes on to talk about, you know, don't steal. That's verse 28. Verse 29 uh, talks about don't uh, speak unwholesome, destructive words. Don't let them come out of your mouth. Verse 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. All of these are the great, great instructions, great instructions that we could cover. But we're going to focus on uh, some of these emotions like anger and sadness. Be angry and do not sin. Y'all, I don't know about you. But there's a lot in the world to get angry about. 
and you can feel angry all the time. But I have found that it is tough to be angry and not sin. I find that really difficult. Uh, Stuart, I have a question for you. Um, how are you with anger? Are you just like, you strike me as a very chill kind of guy. Do you get angry much? Okay, I would consider myself pretty patient and chill, but I have my exceptions, mainly when I'm watching a sporting event. You know, yes. the referees of can course. cause me some anger. Yes. And then when I'm driving, because, you know. Oh, yeah. Everybody else sucks at driving, but I'm amazing. So. Of course. <laughs> Everyone else is the yeah, problem. Yeah, that's not true at all. But, you know, that's just how it feels sometimes. Yes. And, you know, and then a lot of the time you'll take maybe other things that don't make me as mad. But then when I'm driving, that's when that other stuff will come out. And I just take, I just start yelling at people. And, Absolutely. And just, you know, but yeah, most of the time I'm pretty, pretty chill or I try to be. Yeah, I, I think I am too in general. I'm I'm a very agreeable person. Yeah, when, when you offer an idea or a suggestion, my first inclination is to say, "Yeah, that's awesome. Let's let's do it." You know, very agreeable, pretty friendly. And however, sometimes I get angry, and I find that it is hard for me to get angry and not sin. And and that's what Paul says in verse twenty six: "Be angry and do not sin. Like, don't do it." And I think a key to handling some of these air quotes, uh, negative emotions, and I'll tell you why I put them in in quotation marks when I say it, because I don't actually think they're negative. I think they're healthy and we do need to feel them. But uh, one of the keys with these emotions is, I would say, duration. If you just stay angry, it will eat at your soul. We all know angry people, right? People that just, they get set off just about anything. The smallest of things will make them angry. And it just does bad things to you. It does bad things to your soul, right? Because uh, you might, uh, the way you view God, interact with God, worship him, that will be greatly affected. But also does bad things for your body. Just bitterness, anger, resentment. It's just, it's not great for you from a health perspective either. And then same thing with sadness. uh, You want to be careful about duration. Uh, Oftentimes, I believe it's Ecclesiastes 3 that talks about there's a time for this and a time for that. There's a time for all of these emotions anger and and sadness there's appropriate if you are a healthy whole person you will feel those emotions you will you won't be like how i was as a younger adult or maybe high schooler where i was like man as a christian i should never feel sad i I don't want to feel angry because you know you sin when you're angry you say things you do things you don't mean and so i'm just not gonna get angry i'm not gonna feel sadness well that's not healthy God gave those things to us for a reason, but you want to be careful how long you hold on to them. Emotions have their natural course. You want to let them flow somewhat naturally. I mean, in a self-controlled way. If you're if you're anger, angry, you can't say, well, I feel really angry right now and it's appropriate, my, my source of anger, so I'm going to go destroy something. No, you want to have self-control. You want to feel the anger, but don't let it control you. Uh, however, you don't want to hold on to it for too long. And then secondly, uh, with anger and sadness, you want to be careful what you do while you're feeling those emotions. Uh, you want to be careful not to, not to sin. You want to exercise self-control as you're feeling those emotions. 
but be careful your words. You, you, you might think that, oh, because I'm angry, I'm going to lash out verbally. And it's okay because I was angry. And this is something that I'll often talk about with people, particularly with parents. You might be justified in your anger, right? You're, 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 you're child did something said something that they shouldn't have and and you're right to feel angry it happens i get it but that does not justify an overly strong response from you you are still responsible for uh, responding you are responsible for responding appropriately so even if you're angry and you lash out you can't justify it by saying you're in the right you might be in the right but when you're communicating you are still to communicate well clearly appropriately with discipline and so you want to be careful uh, verse 30 uh let's see this is verse 26 be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on the cause of your anger going back to point number one about duration how long you feel negative emotions I often read verse 26 and thought, do not let the sun go down on the cause of your anger. I'm reading, that's the NET, which is kind of like a online kind of Bible. Let me go to the ESV. What does it say? Um, for some reason, when I switched over on my Logos Bible software, it went to chapter 6, not chapter 4. All right, going down to uh, verse 26. Uh, this is the ESV. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. What that means is it doesn't say, and this is what I thought it meant. Okay, before, Stuart, before the day is over, you have to solve all your relationship problems. Everything has to be fine and dandy. Everything has to be forgiven, explained, communicated well by the time it gets dark tonight. I think it's dark outside at this point, right? What time is it? It is it's about 6.16. And, and so it's like, man, if, if you didn't do that, man, you're in the wrong. No. It says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. You don't have to feel angry. You don't have to solve all your problems. But you don't always have to hold your anger, hold on to your anger forever. Be careful. Let that anger go when it's appropriate. Even if there are still problems in your life, that's fine. You can work it out, you know, that day, the next day. Do do as you need to in your relationships. But be careful how long you hold on to that anger. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Don't don't become a bitter, angry person. We've all seen how what happens with that. And then with sadness, so a lot of this is focused on anger. With sadness, y'all, there's a time for grieving. A lot of our problems happen when we don't grieve appropriately. When something bad happens, it is natural for you to be sad and to grieve. But allow grieving to run its course. Don't hold on to it forever. There's, there's a season for it. It's appropriate. Go If you need to go to a therapist, a counselor, you need to talk to a pastor, you need to form a grieving group. I know a lot of churches have that, Some a, a grieving uh, group to talk with people who have gone through similar circumstances. Yes, talk with God. Uh, have those quiet times. Do what you need to do. Uh, don't uh, a lot of times we avoid the grieving process and we just want to push through as if nothing happened. Everything's OK. I'm fine. I'm OK. And then it comes out other ways and very ugly ways. We don't want to do that. But uh, just make sure it runs its course and then and then 
go on and heal as best as you can and continue to live life. Don't let whatever happened define all of you. Friends, this is Priority Talk Radio with Greg Davis. I am Nate Williams. Uh, We have Stuart in the studio, and we have a caller that we will welcome onto the air. How are you? Thank you for calling. Uh, What do you have for us tonight? Uh, Well, this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently, um, partly because, uh, you know, at at the assembly that I currently attend, I'm the type of person that I'm, I'm the only one there that runs during worship. And okay. um, so I see, I, I perceive this, that a lot of churches are very much geared towards the outlet of, of women, which makes you want to, you know, cry and get your emotions out that way. And therefore, you see a lot of churches are more populated by women and stuff like that, and where men feel like they don't have any kind of outlet because that's not how we get down and we don't do that with our emotions and stuff like that that's true so find a different outlet that's godly for you to deal with this stuff because i mean uh, just today you know i got the time on my hand i was up at vestavia in the civil temple on top of the on top of the hill there at um you know montgomery highway with a gigantic jesus saved sign listening to petra music Okay. okay, you know, some some old uh, good headbanging Jesus music. All right, um, go be confrontational. Go preach the gospel out loud at people who don't want to hear it with a megaphone. Um, do the, the work of the gospel and occupy yourself that way, and as you'll find that it's actually geared towards men, and it requires you to be a man to go out and do those kind of things, and you'll find that you're going to sleep like a baby at night. Uh, with your head on the pillow when you're actually doing the things of godliness. And it's not that I don't have haven't experienced, you know, sad things in my life or tragedy or whatever, but in a world of people who are not obeying Christ, if you will do the things that Christ requires of us, you'll find that a lot of these problems will just kind of solve themselves when you wind up too busy to deal with it. Um, but, I mean, man, seriously, it is an epidemic of, like, sad, tragic, depressing music in a lot of churches and if you would turn on and crank up some Indiana Bible College or um, I Will Call Upon the Lord by Petra, man, let everybody look that one up tonight. Play something that you can shout to. James. And, um, that's something deal with a lot of those issues. It's very healthy and helpful, I find. Uh, James, uh, I was able to uh, catch your name there. I appreciate the call, and I like what you're saying, that that everyone is different, and sometimes we do have uh, church situations that are more geared towards women and, and some aspects of that, so I'll agree with you there. So to the men out there, find an appropriate outlet, a healthy outlet, you know, obviously, you know, want to be, want to do the right thing. And uh, you don't want to be too destructive. But yeah, for anger and aggression and risk taking, that will more suit a lot of our male audience. Find what you need to find. Maybe a James is advocating some Jesus headbanging music, if that's you. Uh, Stuart, are you are you a headbanger, Stuart? Absolutely. And, and so, uh, James, I, I want to thank you for the call. I have to go to break, and I, I really appreciate that. But I, I think what he was saying... I can't verify all the sources that he cited to say, oh, this is 100% great. But I think uh, the, the idea of what he's saying is, uh, men, you need a healthy outlet. 
Sometimes we feel a certain way during worship or maybe not necessarily directly our relationship with God per se, but something in life. Find a good, healthy outlet for that anger to let it go. And as James said, at night you will sleep like a baby. Friends, this is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. Uh, Greg Davis is out for this hour. We have something exciting at 630, Angel Murchison and her book. We'll, uh, We'll talk about that a little bit on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hello, Priority Talk fans. Want to quickly comment on a topic or ask Greg and his guest a question? Then join the Priority Talk text line by sending the code PTR to the number 202 249 That's PTR to the number 202-249-5592. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm Gretchen Carlson, host of The Real Story with Gretchen Carlson on Fox News and author of Getting Real. You are listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Welcome back to the second hour of Priority Talk Radio with Greg Davis. I'm your host for this second hour, Nate Williams, and we have Stuart in the studio. Stu's news, Stuart in the studio. There's just, anyways, I can't, there's a lot we can do with that. But regardless, we are heading towards the 6.30 time frame. And at 6.30, I will be welcoming on Angel Murchison to talk about her book, Secret Shame, Overcoming Pain. Pain and brokenness after an abortion. And what we've done with the second hour is we've gone through some of those uh, quote unquote uh, negative emotions, sadness, anger. We'll talk about shame in the next half hour. And uh, why, why do they exist? Why do we feel them? Uh, what, what should we do about them? And I read a little bit of Paul in Ephesians chapter 4. And so uh, y'all want to make sure to stick around for the 630 conversation with Angel Murchison. And I was looking at the Mayo Clinic. I was, I was like, okay, what do we, how, how should we manage our anger, right? So if you feel angry, this might be a, a little a segment for you. And I was looking at the Mayo Clinic. Whenever I read Mayo Clinic, I imagine like a clinic full of mayonnaise. And that's just my immature 10-year-old brain thinking a clinic full of mayonnaise is just what it is. No, the Mayo Clinic has this article that says 10 tips to tame your temper. 
That is an alliteration right there. Ten tips to tame your temper. There we go. Uh, Number one, think before you speak. Number two, once you're calm, express your concerns. Number three, get some exercise. Number four, take a time out, et cetera, et cetera, right? Lots of different just kind of practical everyday tips to uh, manage your anger, you know. Uh, Number ten, know when to seek help. And all that's fine. You also, uh, breathing exercises, great. Take a time out wonderful yeah all all that's fine but don't neglect this is for you know we have a christian audience what things like this don't do it's a lot of the advice you can just read online and anyone can do it christian or not but what christians have that the world doesn't have is the holy spirit instead of focusing on just i guess pure discipline and self-control with anger What the Christian does by, again, through the Holy Spirit, is turns that anger into something that glorifies God. And so while, yes, we do advocate self-control, and and there's a part, partly there's willpower when someone makes you angry, you know, Stuart, someone cuts you off, and the first thing you want to do is flip them some birds. And yeah, okay, so part of that is willpower. Hey, maybe I shouldn't do those things. That's, yes, that's true. But the Holy Spirit, takes just pure you know hey don't do this and don't do that and turns our emotions into worship and 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 so we don't just want to control our emotions kind of in that stoic way of you know whatever happens in life i'm gonna stay uh just calm cool and collected that's that's fine it has its place stoicism don't let things throw you off too much But what the Holy Spirit does is it's a step beyond that, right? He takes our anger and our sadness and he makes something beautiful of it for his glory. And he turns it into worship if we allow him to. And that's what we're after. It's not just don't do those things because they might be harmful. Yeah, that's fine. But remember what we're aiming for right at the end of this life we are going to stand before god and we're going to hear those words well done my good and faithful servant we want to take our emotions and uh, turn them uh, towards god for his glory friends do not go anywhere on the other side of this break i welcome on angel murchison And we will be talking about her book, Secret Shame, Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion. If you miss any of the show, first hour, second hour, any combination, make sure to check out our podcast, Priority Talk. It's on Apple, Spotify, and elsewhere. Friends, this is Priority Talk Radio with Greg Davis. I'm Nate Williams. We will be right back. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. 
Email me, greg at priorititalkradio.com for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh, my life be yeah, like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh. Welcome to Priority Talk Radio. We have a special conversation coming up that I'm excited to tell you about. But before I do so, I want to encourage y'all to check out our podcast, Priority Talk. It's on Apple and Spotify. You can follow us on social media at Priority Talk. And that way you can keep in touch with all the things that we do. I'm your host, uh, Nate Williams, and we have uh, Andrew in the uh, studio holding it down on the production side of things. And it is uh, my joy to be able to welcome onto the show uh, Angel Murchison and she has written a book titled Secret Shame Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion and I think this is a topic that uh, whether you're pro-life, pro-choice, wherever you may fall, you don't often get to hear stories like this stories of healing and hope and just uh we'll, we'll we'll talk a little i'll let angel do most of the talking on it but i think this will be a great conversation when we need to have so angel i'm going to welcome you on to the show how are you doing tonight i'm doing great well thank you so much for the opportunity to share about my book and to bring healing um to women across this globe that have struggled with the aftermath of an abortion. Yes, uh, and I think uh, I, I've read your book. I think you do a good job of balancing, really. You, you talk about some very difficult things, but you also have a lot of hope in your book, and I, and I think that's a great balance that you have, and we'll get into that in a moment. But, Angel, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so the audience can get to know you better? Angel, so uh, tell me what you do and uh, what you're all about, really. Well, I am a writer, a radio talk show host of Destiny Moments, and speaker. I also um, do some, I work for a mental health agency. I, I'm quite diverse, to be honest with you. Yeah, sounds follow, like it. I follow the plan of God for my life. Um, I was born the 14th birth to my parents. I struggled with not feeling wanted. Mm. My um, mom died when I was eight, and my dad struggled with alcoholism. So I would be like the least likely to succeed <laughs> if there was an award given out for the one that was least likely. It would probably have been me. Mm. Um, I started drinking alcohol at a very young age and um, ended up with a relationship and was pregnant and had an abortion in my teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a pain that I buried deep within, and um, it didn't uh, resurface until later in life. Mm, I gotcha. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Angel, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, if people want to, I guess, keep up with you, if people want to reach out to you, because I bet there are many women, uh, whole families to be sure, but particularly women that will be, uh, I guess, uh, helped by this conversation and all that you do. How can people learn more about you? How can people reach out to you? 
Well, they can um, look me up on Facebook. It's Angel Murchison on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Also, I have a website called www.goodmorningbeautifulpeople.net. Hmm. Um, you know, God, I, I want, first want to say that I wrote the book from a heart, the heart of God. Um, it's not to bring condemnation or shame to any woman that has had an abortion. It's to just do the opposite, to bring healing to them. And I know Jesus Christ, um, the healer, the bomb of Gilead, and he wants women to be set free and not yes. to carry that guilt and shame. And so they can reach me right through there. Um, I'm available by Zoom to do one-on-one if they would like to do. Um, there's a short study at the end of the, the book, um, but it, it's short, but it's profound. Yes. And it will change any woman's life that had an abortion. Yes, and uh, thank you, thank you for that. Now you've written a book again for those of us just joining. I am talking to Angel Murchison about her book, Secret Shame: Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion. Uh, now it's one thing to go through some of the very difficult, painful things that you went through, but there's another thing to like write a book about it and be so open and honest what what made you write this book well to be honest with you I never thought I would share it with the world yeah. but um, I did promise God if he would heal me and set me free that I would I would help others and you know I think that's um, true of anything that you overcome in life um, you want to help others to find that freedom. In John eight thirty six, he said, Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we know today that um, there's a lot of people that are struggling with fear, anxiety, um, their uh, substance use. Um, and all of these things really, um, you know, God wants to set us free. For me, it was the abortion. It was... Um, that was very deep, but when it came came up, um, it wasn't pretty, and I needed I needed help. I needed someone to to confess that to. You know, the Bible tells us confess your faults one to another, that yeah. you may be healed. Now that doesn't mean you have to tell the whole world, <laughs> but um, you know, another individual, a safe person, or again, they can contact me at Healing Waters Women's Ministry. Um, P.O. Box 1177 in Presque Isle, Maine, 047-69, or they can contact me at 207-551-6255, or the and there is a information about Healing Waters Women's Ministry. Yes, y'all, y'all hear that. Make sure... If this is something you need, or maybe there's a loved one in your life, uh, make sure to to show them this. Uh, we have again, this is on air to be sure. But even if uh, you miss this, you can check out our podcast, Priority Talk, on Apple, Spotify, wherever podcasts, yeah, wherever you find your podcasts, it'll be there. You can share the episode as well. And uh, now, okay. 
uh, I was kind of asking big, broad, general questions, but uh, we're going to talk about just specific things in the book. So I'm going to dive in. Uh, you start, uh, really, uh, among other things, you, you tell us about your difficult childhood, and you've already mentioned a couple things. How did this influence your future choices? Well, I, um, being the youngest, I never felt, I, I never felt wanted. I think I shared that. And I really struggled with um, not feeling wanted. And I asked God, I prayed, I said, God, I, I don't think I was wanted. And he took me through the book of Jeremiah, and he showed me um, that I was. And that in Psalm 139, he showed me that I was um before the foundations of the earth, I was wanted. I mm. was on his mind well before I was ever conceived in my mother's womb. And so I had to believe that. And because I had the trauma of abortion in my life, I struggled to believe a lot of things. But I would have to march around my house and recite the Word of God, and I would have to go deep and believe it. But I have to keep saying to myself, I believe this. This is for me. The Bible says there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And um, so when we come to him, we come as we are, right? And he changes us from glory to glory. And that was one area of healing that I needed. Um, I dealt with a lot of different issues of rejection, um, not measuring up. Um, always wanting to do things perfectly, but there's no perfect person, and we're not going to be perfect on this side of heaven. Um, but in the book, I share some, some cute stories, too. It's sort of a lighthearted book, but it is, it's profound. Um, and I, I like how you I like how you do that because you do share some very difficult things, but you there are some sweet memories. Uh, there are some sweet moments, and like I said uh, a little bit earlier, you strike a good balance, and I think that really shines in, in your book. Uh, now, this might take us up into the break a little bit, so if we need to pause and come back, that's okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll cut to break, and then we'll come back afterwards, and you can continue. But uh, So we have a, about a minute or two. Uh, you share about your abortion how that happened as a as a 15 year old what was going through your mind at this time well i can honestly say i never even heard the word abortion um, mm. i didn't know even what an abortion was but i was just told that it was a blob of tissue was it really a baby and that um i was going to an appointment and that it would soon be over mm. and it was you know that was a short um, office visit, but it changed my life forever. And yes. so, yeah. Absolutely. Changed your life forever. And uh, we'll talk more about that on the other side of this break. Y'all make sure to, uh, when, when we have these conversations, y'all have questions, y'all, uh, you know, might have comments, uh, all obviously with filled with grace. Uh, make sure to text in uh, 202 
249-5592. If you text the letters PTR to 202 202- 249-5592, you'll be on our text line. And then and then once you're on that line, you can uh, just make comments and questions to us that we can talk about on the air. So if you all have any comments or stories, feel free to text in. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to head to break. Uh, when we come back, y'all, we're continu- we will continue to talk about Angel Murchison's book, Secret Shame, Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion. We will be right back. Priority Talk. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. This is Ray Comfort from the Way of the Master. You're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Welcome to Priority Talk Radio. Here we are uh, talking about a very difficult topic, y'all. We know in this world, the pro-life, pro-choice, abortion conversation can get very heated from a moral standpoint, a legal standpoint. And uh, as always, you want to get inputs from different sources. You want to be as educated as you can be on a topic. But one side of the conversation that we don't always hear from is from women who have had an abortion and and we know that uh, God loves us and God gives grace to us and and so with uh, women who have had an abortion what what do they have to say how how, how do they feel what do they think and so uh, that is definitely a a, a a group that we need to listen from uh, listen to to hear their thoughts and and uh, their feelings uh, and so I've been talking to Angel Murchison about her experiences. Uh, She wrote a book called Secret Shame, 
overcoming pain and brokenness after an abortion. And so we've been talking about that a little bit after uh, before the break, that uh, last segment, and we're, we're going to continue to talk about this topic. And so we're just going to keep on keeping on, and I'll, I'll have a, you know our next question I'm going to ask you, Angel, is uh, at what point after your abortion, did you start to realize you had symptoms of post-abortion stress? Well, I was at a, a church service. It was a, just a very small group on a Friday night, and the, the, the abortion was very deep. And we're talking maybe um, 12, 15 years later after the abortion. I was trying to... Um, narrow that down a little bit, but I was in this church service, and this couple from Canada began to speak about a little soul in heaven, and when they began to um, speak and to sing, I began to just weep, and I was really trying hard to keep it together, um, but the tears was running down my face, and I was, I was a mess, and so I got home, and I got beside my bed, and I I just remember feeling such anguish and such turmoil inside, and the pain, it just, it was awful. It was horrible. Um, I just sobbed and cried and cried out to God. And I, that was the first time that it was exposed. Um, but, you know, we serve a loving God, and he said to me, I want you to call this person and share it with them. And I really did not want to do that. That wasn't what was what I wanted to do, but I know about being obedient. So I, I called the individual and I told them, and they shared with me that they had an abortion too. Mm. And um, so I thank God today for the Holy Spirit who can um, lead us to yes. those big people. And so that was the beginning. And then um, I did a Bible study with a local pregnancy care center with another woman that had had an abortion. And it was, um, it was, it was, there was more healing in it for me. So I went a little bit deeper. And then I, um, I knew that God had called me to write my story. And women would come up to me all over the world and they would say to me, um, I don't know why I would ever tell you this, but. I've had an abortion. Mm. So I became that safe person for a lot of people, um, whether I was on an airplane, whether I was um, in a different state conference. And then I started doing some conference, Healing Waters Women's Conferences, and I saw women just be healed supernaturally by the power of God. You know, when you bring, uh, when we bring our life issues to God, he said in his word in Psalm 107 20 that he sent his word to heal us, and that's exactly what he, he does. Um, yes. He said he's watching over his word to perform it, and he said he's not a God that he should lie. And he died for us while we were yet sinners. Mm. The biggest problem with women, men, anyone is to believe what God says. Um, as a post-abortive woman, as a woman that had been through a really rough um, childhood, I needed to know that God still loved me. Yes. And even just the beginning, um, 
you know, I, the first wedding I ever penned was the love of my father. My dad was almost 50 when I was born, and um, 50 seemed very old to me at that time. <laughs> 50 today is a young age, and I'm you know. not worried about that at all. Yeah. But, um, but as a, a young kid, um, that seemed, it seemed like he was, he was elderly, and he didn't really, he didn't care for me like a dad um, could have, possibly. Um, he was uneducated. He'd only went to school one day in his life. And so that was tough. Those were all tough things. And I had to, I had to deal with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, uh, what would you say? So we're gonna we're gonna turn the conversation definitely towards more, I guess, healing, positive, hopeful words. Uh, so that's uh, if someone is contemplating an abortion. Uh, let's say you you run into a, a lady or however it works, and, and they tell you that they're thinking about having an abortion. Well, what do you say to them? I would say that that would not be the best decision for mm. your life. Um, I would say get all of the um, all of the knowledge that you can about it and pray about it. I feel like the biggest reason that women have abortion is because of fear. They don't know how they're going to care for the child. They don't know how they're going to um, you know to provide. What will people think? Um, one of the three women have had an abortion around the world, and that is very, um, there's a lot of brokenness from that. And so I would, I, would, I would ask them to contact their local pregnancy care center, but to talk to God about it, um, I believe adoption um, is, is a better choice. Yes. Um, but God, um, God will make a way for you. God will, God will make a way for you. I, I truly believe that, friends. And this is where, if you're out in the audience, and it's so easy to take strong stances, right? Oh, this is should be illegal. This is wrong. This is evil. And then we go sit in our rear ends on the couch and we just watch TV. And nothing's wrong with that from time to time. Believe me, I enjoy some TV here and there. But what are we doing to help women? Are we serving at pregnancy clinics? Are we donating? Are we helping? Are we encouraging? Are we getting out there talking to our politicians, friends? Let us be more than internet keyboard warriors let us be more than just loud on you know social media and then we we write a post and then we leave it at that like okay that can have its place sure fine but you know what women need women need resources they need community they need to know that they're loved uh, and so let's make sure we're more than just white noise just background staticky uh, annoying let's let's make sure we're actually loving and serving because as god has loved us we are to love those around us right and so we uh, if you are pro life it's important yes we stand for the unborn and we're not ashamed of that however you also need to protect women 
And you also need to encourage fatherhood and uh, men to be men, strong, bold, to stay with their, their uh, you know, with their wives and to be active and involved with their children. So the pro-life movement needs to be holistic, not just one dimensional, you know, not just uh, just about this one thing we want to be about the whole family so uh, sorry I had to go on that little spiel but I truly believe it and and so Angel here here will be my last question to you and again I'm so thankful that you joined me for this conversation uh, you have experienced God's love forgiveness and healing what steps does a woman need to take to find that same healing that that you did? Well, you know, I think that God has a special plan. His Word tells us He has a special plan for every life. And so, you know, there's no formula other than to talk to your Heavenly Father. You know, He tells us in His Word that we're created in His image. He tells us in His Word that He would never leave us or forsake us. He tells us He loves us with an everlasting love. He tells us that he wants all things together for good for those who love and serve mm-hmm. the Lord. His, his word is full of richness. So I would say to take the word and to read it, and most of all, believe it. Because he said it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. I know women that have been in counseling, and I believe in counseling and do some. And um, they're, they've been there for, in there for years. But in the presence of God and in the power of his word there is a supernatural um work that is done between a heavenly father and his beautiful daughter and so today i would say to every woman that is struggling with that aftermath with that pain with that brokenness with that secret you can be set free because that is the price that your father has paid um your heavenly father yes you can be set free friends Those are beautiful words from Angel Murchison. She wrote a book that we are talking about, Secret Shame, Overcoming Pain and Brokenness After an Abortion. If you missed this conversation or caught the tail end, make sure to check out our podcast, Priority Talk. And Angel, I guess I just, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Thank you for joining me tonight. Well, thank you. It's a a pleasure to have been on your program and... um, May the healing waters of Jesus Christ continue. Absolutely. Uh, Just some beautiful words right there. Angel Murchison with her book. Friends, this is Priority Talk Radio, WXJC. Uh, It's been a joy to be with you tonight. Y'all be safe. I know it's a a wild world out there, a wild world, if I could speak English, Andrew. Uh, Y'all make sure to be praying always, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time.